gotta do one more line. Just gotta do one more mile. Maybe just another line. Maybe just more miles. Just gotta make this run. Got to make those miles. I only do it when I'm working. That's the only time I do it. That was the excuses I would have to make each and every time. Or I would try to plan it out because I knew a drug test would be coming or I haven't had a drug test, so I would schedule it. One month off, three months off, one month on, three months off, one month on, two months off, one month on, two months off, one month, oh wait, two months on, one month off. You kind of see the pattern we're going here. Mixing drugs in any type of career is destined to failure. But let me tell you something, when you grow up in a household where drugs is nothing but your life, that is all you grew up around, and then you grew up in a household of truck drivers, well, there's a recipe for disaster. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Little White Lines. I'm your host, Bradley Larson. I've been in this disaster. I've lived this disaster. I want to share my disaster and why you should avoid this disaster if you're listening to this whether you're high or sober or whatever the case may be understand that you'll be chasing those dragons and chasing the demons and it's not a pretty thing i'm hoping that this story and these episodes will prevent somebody in the future from making those dumb mistakes that i made i want you to hear my tales hear my stories and sit back and relax Welcome to Little White Lines. I'm getting a divorce. <laughs> That's what it was. That's what started it all. And it wouldn't have been a big deal if it wasn't for the fact that it was my second divorce and I was on the road and I had worked so hard to actually achieve being a good husband, to being a good father, spend a ton of money on a wedding, tried to be there when they needed me, did everything I could to just be supportive. But the one thing I wasn't good at is not working. I've always been a worker. I've always worked hard and I always thought that that's what you had to do as a, as a husband. You had to work. I was on the road a lot, and needless to say, the ex did not like that too much. And one day, she just decided to split. Luckily, it was during my home time, but I think she was sleeping with somebody else. You see, we all have to have excuses for starting something, right? I guess that's my excuse. Um, we went to... Uh, through a little little issue, I guess you could say, and, and I just decided, you know what? Fine. F my life. Let's shoot myself in the foot. Let's 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 see how much of a downhill spiral I can go. When I got into trucking, I was a happy kid. A happy camper. I was always on YouTube trying to impress everybody, trying to be everybody's friend. But I could never be anybody's friend because I was always the hyper one. I was always over dramatic. Uh, I was always different. I was always different. And I never accepted my difference. I, I just wanted to be like everybody else and I wanted to fit in. Hmm. 
I could just never accept me for me. So, what do I decide to do? Well, I decided to go to this house party I found, and uh, I wanted to do some drugs. Damn Skippy. Mm-mm-mm. Wanted to do some drugs. I made that choice that day. I wanted to do drugs. Because, fuck it. I grew up not into weed. When I grew up, I was a square. I made friends, but and I've always had the same friends, but like I was never in the cool kids crowd, you know? So like, I never did the drugs as a youngster. So I figured, fuck it. Even though I got a career and even though life is good, besides my two divorces already, I'm gonna go do drugs. Well, I go to this party and I hear that like, you know, some table's got some cocaine or some shit, you know, some random substance on the table. And I decided to go make friends and I say, you wanna try some? And like, I wanted to try to fit in, not knowing what it was, I pretended that I knew, how stupid am I? How fucking dumb am I? Pretending that I knew what it was, it's seeing white substance on this table, thinking it was cocaine, and it could have been fucking pills, it could have been heroin, or last but not least, good old methamphetamine. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Ding, ding, ding. I got the methamphetamine. That's what happened. Boy, oh boy, did I get it. Now, luckily, I didn't take, like, a huge line because it was technically my first time. And I told them, I was, oh, it's kind of messed up already. I don't want to take too much, blah, blah, blah. Talking myself into it like a jackass. And I lined it up. I rolled that dollar bill up. And I snorted. And holy shit. Holy smokes. The burn. The burn. I thought I was about to die. Now, I could take a lot of pain. I could tolerate it. But you best believe, I kind of squinced and I went, damn. You know, clenched my fists up and teared up a little bit and just like rubbed my nose. And then a jolt of lightning hit my body like no other. And all of a sudden, I felt like a fucking god. I felt like Superman. I was talking to girls I never thought I'd talk to. My confidence was up. My happiness was up. I was feeling amazing. Like a man that was never that, that's been trying to get out that never got out before. The overconfident, zealous, powerful man that I've always knew I could be, but never was. And uh then the drip came. <laughs> that nasty, nasty, toxic taste in the back of your throat coming out of your nose. Ugh. But that's that's what it did me, man. I felt hyper. I felt good. I felt like a normal fucking person for once. I felt like how I was supposed to feel. Like how people told me I had to be. Instead of accepting myself for who I am, I did drugs to fit in because I thought that's how I was supposed to be. Ain't that pathetic? It's sad, really. 
So, all I did was take that line, did not buy any, stayed up for God knows how long. I want to say, I want to say it was a good 12 to 16 hours. Luckily, I didn't have to work the next day, but let's talk about that. Drugs wearing off. I'm tired now. I'm feeling weird. My body feels dry. My mouth feels sore. My teeth feel like glass. Like everything just felt terrible all of a sudden. Terrible. And I was like, fuck, now I see what people get addicted to. Now I see why people get addicted to this shit. It was just like, fuck, so that's what addiction is? I mean, yeah, I've always had the, the need for a cigarette and stuff, but uh, holy hell. That's a whole different kind of addiction. So I had my very first come down. I ended up uh, taking a shower, eating food, sleeping. And uh, I ended up uh, just just feeling like trash. I'm just super tired, super hungry. It just wasn't, it wasn't pleasant. But I knew that I, I didn't trust myself on the road with this yet. And uh, I decided to, you know, not partake for work because I didn't know nothing about it. I didn't know, is this safe to drive on? You know, is this like drinking and driving? Like, I knew nothing about it. I just knew all the stories that I've heard. Yeah, meth makes your teeth fall out. Yeah, makes you paranoid. Yeah makes you skinny yeah does this does that and and we're gonna go more into that later but um it didn't do none of that to me but like we'll, we'll talk about that later it made me feel human and i wanted that again i wanted that again because i was tired of not feeling human enough i was tired of not being confident enough i was tired of not having the courage to say what I wanted to say or do what I wanted to do or feel the way I wanted to feel. And that is where my addiction begins. And so after my come down, I get back on the road and during my downtime, I start doing research and research. Now, I knew that I wanted to do this again, but I didn't know nothing about it when it came to driving. And honestly, even though doing drugs was detrimental to my career and career ending, I still thought, hey, I can beat the system. I can do it. But is it safe to drive on? Now, I've heard stories of truck drivers back in the day using uh, little white pills and um, they use toothpicks, uh, you know, laced with drugs and stuff. And I wanted to do more research on it. So I watched every video. I've read almost every book about meth there is. I have listened to every podcast about, I, I have done all the research I could and come to find out that it didn't really mess up your driving unless you stayed up too many days. I thought to myself, well, I can see how that could be a problem. This stuff is, is easy to stay up on. And, uh, I had to figure out a way to, to use it 
while working because I thought, man, I can actually get my miles in. I want to take naps. I can get, be productive, get my work done. And I found out it makes me more focused. So now I was on the next issue. How was I going to get it? I was a clean cut guy, big dude. Always had a you know nice clean haircut. Um, I dressed normal, you know, but I didn't really know anybody at the time where I lived that had it. So I would go online to like webs, like certain websites, like uh, Meet Me or POF, and like I'd be you know putting key phrases in, looking for stuff and. And finally, I found someone that, that would, and I met up, and that was the most most uh, terrifying time of my life, you know, like, buying drugs the very first time. Like, I, I didn't know how much the shit was going to cost. I probably got ripped off. Um, I ended up buying, like, uh, what, 0.3, not even a full gram. Probably char- cost way too much, and they were like 20 bucks. Didn't care, though, because that was enough to last me at the time. And... I thought, okay, so I don't want to take it constantly as soon as I'm feeling tired. No, if I'm feeling tired, relax. Just just try to relax and go, t- you know, use that time to sleep. Don't get hooked on it. Don't, you know, I, I would follow a certain set of rules. And in these rules, I would not use after 3 p.m. Uh, I would not stay up more than 24 hours. I would try to eat. And if I couldn't eat, I would drink shakes, right? Uh, I would brush, I'd set a timer to brush my teeth at least three times a day, if not more. Uh, I never let my mouth get dry. I would always drink water. Uh, I would try to wash my face constantly, uh, use that charcoal wash to wash my face. And I would, you know, try to not act so weird in public. Um, if I was in public, I would be on my phone. So that way I wouldn't have to interact and, you know, whether it'd be talking too much or whether it just be the, the, the messed up eyes or whatever the case may be. And this seemed to work for a while until one day, I don't know if I took too much cause I used to dose it out, but, uh, but eventually my tolerance level, uh, went up and I needed to buy more and more. Uh, eventually I had a friend that got out of prison. He uh, helped me get some and it was a lot easier. I didn't have to deal with random people. I didn't know. I mean, granted the people I did, you know, me, I, I did get their numbers and, you know, I started making connections, but a lot of people were sketched out by me. They always thought I was a cop or I was undercover, whatever the case may be, it, it bugged me. Um, but when they say that it's easy to get, like, like going to a corner uh, supermarket or the corner store or whatever the case may be, I just want to put it out there. It's not, especially if you're like me, that's like super paranoid and scared about that shit. Like, I did not like any of that. So it, at the time, it was nice to have people that I knew you know, actually getting, you know, connected with, um, so I can, you know, buy it safely, I guess you could say. Um, and I was only doing lines at the time. Uh, I wasn't smoking it. Obviously I wasn't shooting it. I don't do none of that shit, but I was doing lines and I, I would have a routine where I would get a lineup, uh, and I would have a Jolly Rancher paper towel. And, uh, it was just a ritual, break it down, bump it, and eat my Jolly Rancher for that, uh, that, uh, drip, you know, and this went on, this went on. And I also had moments where, where I wouldn't do it for a while, uh, because I didn't want to, you know, get busted with a random 
or have a DOT inspection, which I got a lot of at the time, that would uh, get me caught. Uh, I've had a couple close calls. I remember it was a Tuesday. I ended up getting a uh, call saying, hey, you gotta do a random, uh, but you have till Friday to do it. I said, oh. oh, thank God. But you best believe I was freaking out because Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's exactly three days, right? So I stopped immediately right there. I drank a bunch of water, you know, drank cranberry juice, just did everything I could to get it out of my body, waited till literally the last hour before the drug test place closed to take the test, and obviously I passed. That was my closest call. Now, the closest call I ever got with law enforcement was I was in Nevada and uh, I was going through like some rural town and I just did a line and I was feeling pretty good. And as I was driving through the uh, um, town, a DOT officer had pulled me over and he was just wanting to do a random DOT inspection. Well, the thing is, I just had an inspection and I had the sticker on my window. So I told him that and he looks over. He's like, oh, all right, well, have a nice day. My bow barking up a little bit. I had my sunglasses on, but uh, uh, I, I was still freaking out because that would have been the longest time I would have had to interact with the police officer while high, and I just did not want to do that at all. You know, certain times like that, it, it, it just it makes me glad that, that I stopped because I could have gotten a lot of trouble, you know? And there's so many other stories that that happen that we'll be talking about in this podcast. This is, I, I, I might sound like I'm, I'm glorifying it or hyping it up, but no. No, in fact, this gets to be like a downhill spiral, like most drug addiction. Like most drug addiction, it gets to be not so good. I started in 2017. And everything went downhill in 2021. And that's what the future episodes will be talking about. My days, my routines, the stories. I've almost been murdered, almost had my head chopped off one time. I remember running around in the semi truck trying to find it. Bringing people that I shouldn't have brought with me. Yelling at the door looking for it. This is not a glamorizing or how do I say it it's not a story to glamorize it whatsoever the stuff you're going to be hearing in the future is kind of why you want to stay away from it completely you know a lot of people say everyone's an outlaw till, till it's time to do outlaw shit nobody would have guessed I, w- I was doing outlaw shit we had paper logs at the time everybody could do that Imagine doing, you know, a thousand miles with no issues, you know, maybe getting a couple hours of sleep and then doing another thousand miles. Or imagine slipping from your normal schedule, driving through the mountains of Colorado around midnight and hallucinating seeing you see like seeing snakes on the side of your truck or on your hood. Imagine see, seeing shadow people stealing your fucking tires from your semi. None of that is good. I had good days when it came to, uh, you know, getting my runs in and get my paychecks. But the sobering was hard. 
getting sober was hard. And the more that I went on thinking that I'd get away with it, the, the more I started using. Because I would go 30 days, maybe two weeks out of those 30 days using nonstop. Um, you know, every other week. Or I'd get a bag and, you know, use till the bag was gone. Then I would get sober. But eventually, it, it was just a constant everyday thing that I needed just to feel happy, just to talk, just to be myself. You know, one other thing that I had an issue with was when I was doing YouTube. I, uh, I let myself get too emotionally um, involved, uh, like anger-wise, you know, I let people get to me too much. But I always found that I made the best content when I was high. <laughs> Sad to say. You know, now that I'm sober, I barely can make any content at all. I try to because, you know, that's why people subscribe to me. But it it's tough. Because when I was high, not only was I truck driving, I was motivated to to do certain things like make videos or talk on the phone. Um, there was a lot of times where... I would, you know, reconnect old friendships or make new friendships, and I was completely high. And a lot of times, people didn't even know I was high. But then, the outbursts and the anger started happening. And that's something that... I don't want to say... I don't want to blame the drugs, because I've always had it, but I do want to say that the drugs during the come down, definitely enhanced it. Like when I got sober, especially with the suicidal thoughts, things got hard. And we're gonna be talking about that in the next episode of my emotional instability uh, life, I guess. I was emotionally unstable while on the ship. I also going to be talking about my first time smoking and how that also changed my perspective and how I did things as well. And we'll be getting into a different year. And we'll talk about the long period I did have when I was sober. You know, where things were good, where things were great, and I should have just kept it that way. But instead, I let it defeat me. But anyway, guys, I want to thank you all for listening to Little White Lines Podcast. This is episode one. And if you guys have any comments, questions, or whatever, uh, feel free to ask. I will be posting this on a YouTube channel called Tweaker Trucking Talk. Um, I might change the name of that channel. I don't know for sure. Um, I might just keep it the same. We'll see. But yes, everything that's posted on here will also be posted on to my YouTube channel. And this is kind of like the tell-all of everything from 2017 to now. And hopefully it can get through to a lot of people. Hopefully it can inspire people not to go down the path I went. So thank you all for listening. And I will catch you all in the next episode. Be safe. And have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Later.